Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. For more than 17 years, Eric M. Twiggs has delivered management consulting training and motivational speeches to help businesses and individuals realize their goals by unleashing their unlimited potential. He has shared his inspirational message for professionals and personal success with companies, associations, and congregations across the country. Eric began his career in the automotive industry as a top producing service advisor, quickly rising into the ranks of management. He then was tapped to coach, train, and consult 65 managers from upstate New York and the Mid-Atlantic, leading the company in commercial key performance indicators in 2008. In total net sales in 2009, an award-winning consultant followed his passion becoming district manager with the responsibility for over $50 million in annual revenue. Currently, Eric consults and coaches a portfolio of business owners from across America on everything from human resource management to strategic marketing. Eric's clients have realized 100% or better improvements and gross profit and net operating profit. Eric M. Twiggs, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Wow, what a great introduction. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here with you today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I think I got myself a little excited now about the show and about having you on, man. Wow. <laughs> well, dearly, thank you, Eric, for coming by. And uh, I just think it's a great time for um, us to be um, doing a show like this as well. Considering the economy and um, people are out there, you know, they're just struggling and everyone's looking for that boost. They're looking to get back on track. And, you know, we've already established that you're a winner, right? So tell us what you do to sort of um, translate that and help others to become successful as well. 
Well, in in my motivational speaking, I have two primary focuses that I like to focus on. One one is on time management. Mm. And and I, I think time is just the most valuable resource that we have. And making the best of the time, that precious resource, is so important. And like I, when I do my presentations, I, I like to give the statistic that the average life expectancy is seventy four years is seventy four years of age. Mm. If you if you divide that by two, you get thirty seven. That that makes thirty seven middle aged, which wow. says that we don't have as much time as we may think to accomplish our goals and dreams. So so really the key is being as effective as possible with your time. So the first thing I talk about is time management. And the other piece, I spend a lot of time on inspiration and really aligning yourself with your calling in life. Yes. And really be purpose, purpose driven. Mm-hmm. And not just, and a lot of, and I talk to so many people that hate their jobs or they hate what they do. And a lot of that is because there's not a connection to their calling or their purpose. That they have for their lives. Well, let's let's pause right there for a second. Define that for us. What is the difference between um, being purpose driven and goal driven? Well, well, the purpose is is really your your why. Mm. It's it's what the cause. It's it's really it's from a spiritual standpoint. It's why God put you on earth. Mm-hmm. That's goals are more tasks, more basic day to day tasks. But the key is that everything starts with with aligning yourself with your calling and your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you do that, and you know, I, I spend a lot of time when I talk about time management and getting into diff- the reasons why people procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the reason is they don't have a personal why. And, and if okay. you really, if you're aligned with purpose and you've you're passionate, I mean, you're not going to procrastinate. For example, you can set a goal. But if it's not aligned with your purpose, you don't have a passion for it, you'll put off accomplishing it. Oh, I'll do it next time, or I'll do it tomorrow. I don't feel like doing it right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just so, so important the, that... I'm so sorry, the purpose is your personal why. Is that it? Correct. Okay. And how does that play into helping you to use your time wisely and also accomplish more? Well, once you know your your personal why... It makes it makes it easy to say yes to the right requests and mm. say no mm-hmm. to the wrong requests. And one of the things I talk about in my presentations is that we we should all have a no list. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's different, you know. It's we sh- we should all have a list of requests that we know if we get this particular request, it's, it's going to go on the no list, and, and it really saves. A lot of frustration, a lot of wasted time, and I find that in many instances we say yes to things that aren't aligned with our passions, that aren't aligned mm-hmm. with our calling. Mm-hmm. We may be saying it out of some sense of obligation, or mm-hmm. we may want to be nice, don't want to hurt the person's feelings. But if you're connected to purpose, you know that if something doesn't line up with what you were called to do, that's something that will go on the no list. Wow! And it just saves you so much wasted time. Like, for example, in a church setting, if someone asks me to join the choir, I know to say no to that. <laughs> and I know that it would be good for myself and for the congregation because that's not what <laughs> God called <laughs> That's not what God called me to do. Yeah, so just really being, yeah. right, being tied to your purpose can really save a lot of wasted time. Right. You know, I, I wrote that down right away and put asterisks next to it. Get yourself a no list. I need to oh, do absolutely. that. absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I say is that the more you say yes, the more you'll have stress. Mm. Wow. Okay, I'm there too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny because what happens with um, people who are, do have the ability to accomplish a lot, they tend uh-huh. to take on a lot because right. they feel that they can because they know how to at least manage the process. And uh, if it's a problem, they can get into the solution end of it, but they're again not thinking about other obligations and and that time factor as Absolutely. far as how long it might take to to resolve it. So, 
Um, tell us a little bit about some of the, the personal experiences with how you've impacted um, the uh, profit margins of some companies. And tell us, a, give us a brief description of a, um, a problem you sort of identified and were able to um, provide a solution for it. Well, I've been able to impact companies. Like, for example, I have a, a five-step plan where I, that helps to improve proactivity. Mm. It's the great plan. And so, for example, like I, I went into an organization, and they were really struggling with time management, and, and they felt that they were wearing a lot of hats, mm-hmm. and they had so much on their plates. There was a lot of restructuring and reorganization, so everybody's forced to do more with less. So I gave them my five-step plan for great proactivity, and the G stands for gratitude. And and I'm finding that especially people that are in leadership positions and management, you're trained to focus on the problems and fix the problems and, and address all the challenges. But if we're not careful, we, we can become a pessimist by so much focus on the problems. Mm-hmm. So really having a focus on what's working well in your life and, and always staying positive. And making a, a good best practice for that is, is to make a list of the things that you have to be grateful for and, and reflecting on that before you start out on your day. And, and then the other thing is to, to rec- the R stands for recognize. And, and that's where you recognize your power times. You know, we, we all have this 24-hour internal clock where we have higher energy at some point. We've got mm-hmm. lower energy at other points. Right, and the the key to success is to schedule our highest priority tasks during our highest energy time. So, for example, oh. you know, if, if you're a morning person, then your highest priority task should be scheduled early in the morning. If you're more of a later in the evening person, then that was that would be be when you schedule that. And then, really, the E stands for exercise, and exercise is so important just because. You start to feel better. You build up the in, you build up the endorphins. You get that natural high, mm-hmm. and, and the better you feel, the more proactive you'll be. The, the A stands for automate, and, and that's really a mentality where you you're always looking to free yourself from those activities that take away from your priorities. Mm-hmm. It's just always having an automation mindset. Technology helps us with that, but definitely looking to do that. And then T stands for tasks, and and making a list of this, the things that you have to do for the following day at the end of the current day. It just helps you get a head start and a jump. So I, I actually delivered this particular presentation to an organization. As a matter of fact, it was Blue Cross Blue Shield. And their productivity increased. The, the stress level went down. They could all identify just to some of the, the, the stresses and challenges. And they also got a lot out of the no list. And they <laughs> started, started saying no to more things. Right, right. And, and, and you know, I guess once you understand where everything fits in place, it's easier mm-hmm. for you to stick to that no list without feeling guilt because you understand that you, you can't. You just can't mm-hmm. do. And, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because in, in my business, I, I jump to do anything and I'm always called to, to, to do something. So I just have to scramble and get it done. And <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I will develop a note list. I got some things on my note list now. It's just, you know, how can I continue to, um, you know, sort of find a ebb and flow when my schedule sort of comes at me like a shotgun blast at times? Yeah, and, and then what I find, too, with people in the working world is that sometimes competency is very dangerous mm. because – when people know that you're really good and that you excel in a particular area of skill, you'll mm-hmm. get called on in other areas that may be outside of your competency. Right. And then pretty soon you find out, find yourself taking on so many different things, and now you're stressed out, and now time management becomes an issue. So it's you can you can say no, you can refer that particular situation to someone that's you know that's better skilled for that particular skill for mm-hmm. that particular area. Right, right. And and that's something too, um and, and you know, finding ways to delegate. 
And, Absolutely. Um, and then trusting people with the tasks that you've given them and not micromanaging them through the process because then it's two of you doing the work and not just the one. Yeah, and that's easier said than done. Absolutely. And one that's of the why things I said when... it because I'm waiting for you to help me out with that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you were like me when I was years ago. I used to supervise 500 people, and my my theory was that no one can do it quite like Eric. <laughs> right, right. So I, I was hesitant to delegate, but I, but I found myself being tired and stressed out. So I, I had to put the, put the systems in place and set up measures of accountability and, and follow up. But no, that the delegation is a critical piece. Yeah, absolutely. And um, tell us, um, you know, you've been doing these seminars for some time now. What what brought you to that point where you knew that you had to get in front of a, a much larger audience and share um, this wealth of um, knowledge and wisdom that you have? Well, it's interesting. I, I reached, and I talk about this in my presentations, I, I just reached a, a fork in the road mm-hmm. where I had actually gotten to a point where I had reached a certain success level. Hmm. I mean, I, at the time I was 31 years old and you know, I, I was winning these awards for the, the district that I was responsible for. It was a whole group of stores, you know, over 500 people, but I, I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I felt that something was missing. And, and when I when I thought about it, and this is really why I'm so passionate about calling. At the t- I look back, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I, I I followed what society said. You know, you go to school, you you get good grades, you make you know, try to make money. But I felt unfulfilled, mm. and, and I started to reflect on. And, and it, what happened was, I actually went at this time. I went to an executive recruiter, and, and he really challenged me to, and it really got me thinking about. You know, what, what is it that you really want to do? Eric, I hear, you, I hear what you're saying, but what is it that you really want to do? And, and that experience really got me thinking, and I, I really I, I went, got in prayer, and, th- and that's really when, when I was led into the really the motivational speaking part of it. And, and I, when I look back at all the roles I'd had over the years, I, I felt the most fulfilled and I felt the most passion when I was up in front of an audience speaking. Hmm. You know, wow. I looked at I looked at jobs I had, and I said, you, what, "What are the jobs I like the most?" And it was it always involved me being up in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. Now, you've actually before you started doing the speaking, you had um, traveled across the country, or was that after you started doing the motivational speaking? Well, I, I was traveling on a pretty regular basis anyway, but it mm-hmm. p- it picked up more once I embraced the motivational speaking part. And tell us about this circuit. Um, how, how is it that you're able to, how do people find you? How do they find out about uh, the work that you do? Well, several ways. You know, I have my website, which is www.ericmtwigs.com. And I've written several articles. So that if, you, if you Google me, you'll see a trail of some of the things that I've written. But a lot of it is word of mouth. So if I speak to an audience or I, I do some good work for a particular meeting planner, you know they'll, they'll either ask me back or I can use them as a reference. But it, it's just it's a continual process. One of the things I noticed about what you were saying earlier um, in the time management part of it, it seems like the end product of that is something that we all need. Uh, it brings us back to the ability to make good decisions. And yes. um, even with that, uh, if you're making good decisions, that's also saying that you're making less mistakes as well. And, and tell us how a person just makes that transition. Give us, a, give us an idea of um, how quickly the process that you implement or the um, the the um, points that you teach can actually change a person's current situation. Well, it, it's it, the the change. It's not instant. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a quick fix. It, it's a it's a process. Right. And, and as you follow the process, you, you find it for something really time. The time depends on depends on the individual. 
And, and one of the things you mentioned mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, I find that I mean making the mistakes can be helpful because I, right. I just find you, you you learn more from some of those failures and and some of those setbacks than you actually do from a, from the success. Mm-hmm. But I think the key is just being willing to to go through the process. And, and as you, uh, the key too is as you identify what your passion is, just move starting to move in that direction. And, and, and I use the analogy of like my GPS system, for example. Mm-hmm. And so, like I had a particular time where I had a trip, and, and the trip was over an hour from my house. So I got in the car, I put, I punched in the address. And I was frustrated. I couldn't get any direction. I called the customer support representative, and she told me that you know, sometimes you'll fail to get direction as long as you're stationary in one location. But once you right. start moving in the destination, towards your destination, that's when your system engages. Mm. And that's really how it is. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. really the key, that mm-hmm. once you, you identify your passion, and, and the question is always, well, and I'm as guilty, because even once once I realized that motivational speaking and speaking was my passion and calling, I didn't act on it immediately because my first question in my mind was, well, how am I going to be a motivational speaker? No one's heard of Eric Twiggs. Why would a company want to pay Eric Twiggs to talk to them? Mm-hmm. So, so I let doubt slow me down in the beginning. And But the key is once you start moving in that direction, doors start to open. Right. Hopefully that answers your question there. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and let's let's identify to the process of actually, because I think this could be difficult for a lot of people, because of our lives being we're so caught up in what we already do. How mm-hmm. is it that a person um, breaks down that that process to be able to identify for themselves really what their true passion is? Because again, when you were asked that question, it sort of um, perplexed you as well in the beginning. Well, again, I, I think it starts. If I were to go to myself, I had to I had to start with prayer, mm-hmm. and that's what worked for me. And over and it, and, it, and, it, and there were a lot of confirmations, and a lot of times it's it's the the effortless gift. I mean, everyone has a, a gift, something they do that that they're just blessed to do. Right. And, and as, as you follow. Follow that direction, and and a lot of times I find too when you when you follow that direction without an agenda, that's you that's really when when things start to pick up. So so think about the the, the gifting, and also coaching helps as well. Mm-hmm. Find a coach, find a, a mentor, you know someone, especially once you get an idea for what it is that you want to do, find someone that's already doing it. Right. So that way, you, you don't necessarily have to reinvent completely reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what their journey was, and, and that can certainly save a lot of wasted time. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's key. What you just said, you, you not just find a mentor, but find out what their journey was. That's mm-hmm. really important. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of times too, um, I think a lot of people when they chose a career. If they would have had an opportunity before they went to school and got into college and took all of these classes, if they could have spoke with someone who was actually doing the job that they thought that they wanted to do, it would have helped them to not have to make that decision after all that money was spent and those student loans are out there and find themselves training for one thing and doing something totally different. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, and I, you're right, absolutely right. I have friends and colleagues that, spent years going to school for various fields, and once they started doing it for a while, they realized they didn't like it. Mm. Yeah. I've been there. I, I I would have been in radio back in 1988. That's when I finished my course in broadcasting school, and I had an opportunity to either work for a couple of AM radio stations or travel to Europe and model and see the world. And guess which one I picked? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't have a passion for that, believe it or not. It was something I knew how to do, and I enjoyed it at times. But, yeah, this eventually crept back up and um, was the thing that I really wanted to do. So, yeah, passion is so important. Oh, absolutely. 
I could not work the way I do um, in the amount of hours that I do to be able to produce these shows that I have without loving it. I mean, I really could not imagine how I could work 65 hours a week otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's interesting, and that's why it's so important to align yourself with your passions just because, you know, the statistic now, it says, I was reading a book by Malcolm Gladwell, called The Outliers, he introduced the concept of the 10,000-hour rule, hmm. where it takes, if you have a craft and you want to be world-class at that particular craft or discipline, it takes 10,000 mm-hmm. hours of focused practice. Wow. And think about it, if if you don't love it, the chances of you spending that amount of time and dedication at it mm-hmm. are very slim. 10,000? Yeah, that's wow. the, it's called the ten ten thousand hour rule to be world class at anything. Wow, I, I, I'm pretty far behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way behind ten thousand hours, but it, it's good to know that maybe um, I can get a lot better. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> I will work on that. Um, and, you know, I found something interesting in going over um, some of the. Um, background information I see here. We'll talk about that, though. We're going to just do a quick little um, word about Young Lives, and then we'll be right back after that. Okay. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community, a program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, kids and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step of a lifelong journey. The choices they make today, based on God's love for them, will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. All of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. Your support will provide girls with an opportunity to attend parenting classes, summer camp, and empowerment programs that just might change their lives. To learn more, visit their website at younglivesdc.younglife.org or call the regional director, Sharon Holland, at 202-399-7017. And we're back, and we're talking with Eric M. Twiggs. You know, Eric, I just noticed something. Um, I I saw on your website that there were some references in marketing for Seen and Sustained. Tell us about that. Are you uh, well, friends no, with I Molly? Actually, uh, I've worked with uh, Akia. Oh, uh, I see. It's actually a, a, a joint relationship with Akia Garnett. Uh, she, she's one of the owners for Seen and Sustained. I've written on her blog and... Oh. Um, she's helped me with some things, so it's you know, they have a, they have a great business and a great plan, and we work together on multiple projects. Well, we've actually had them on the show as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've had Molly on several times as well. So I just thought that was very interesting. So tell us how that ties in. What what how does your motivational speaking and what you bring to the table tie into what they do? Well, they talk about having that vision for your business. Mm-hmm. And their whole concept is that everything starts with being clear on what your vision is. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that applies not just for business, but that applies for the individual. Right. You really have to be clear about where you're going. Mm-hmm. And then once you're clear with where you're going, the things that you're doing or your goals all line up with that that vision. And so, so we've we've worked together on that. I mean, they've actually they've actually helped me with uh, with, with various projects, um, and I and I work with them on some um, marketing related activities. So it, it's been good. It's uh, they, I mean, they they really and I like them because they 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 really challenge you to to be as clear as possible. 
Mm-hmm. I take the same approach. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Well, great minds think alike. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I was just, you know, happy to see that as well. Uh-huh. And um, you know, uh, I think what they're doing is, is really awesome as well. And um, it's just interesting uh, the wealth and how much knowledge and just um, really incredible folks that we have at Mount Zion. And uh, I can't tell you how many people I've had on, on the show from Mount Zion. And uh-huh. whether it have been speakers that have come as guests or, or just um, people who are, are members of the church. And it's just phenomenal. And um, tell us, you've got a free audio download, um, and it's um, My Time Management Secrets. And you've got a promotion going on now on your webpage at ericmtwigs.com. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yes, a couple of things. The the Time Management Secrets, that's actually, I just gave you a snippet of mm-hmm. that, but that's from a presentation that I do that's titled One Moment in Time. And okay. we, we really break down time management. We we break down. I give examples from my past, and and I, and I give clear steps to help the listener to better manage their time. And then, as far as I do have a special promotion on the website, and it actually applies to this radio show. And, and that would be anybody that emails me at eric at ericmtwigs dot com will get. A free copy of my one of my DVDs called "The Urgency of Now," where I teach the listener how to break the habit of procrastination. Mm. So anybody that again, just to repeat, if, if anybody emails me at eric at ericmtwigs.com and you mention that you heard me on Michael Fordham's Blog Talk Radio, you will get a free copy of my DVD titled "The Urgency of Now." Awesome. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll send my email as well. I want a free copy. <laughs> you can hand deliver it, but definitely I will put my email in there. And um, so, tell us a little bit. I, I have a question about. Uh, you can just give us a little snippet. Um, but um, the urgency of now, it says. Um, I, I just had something I wanted to ask you about, but it had to do with the unlimited potential, and um, this particular snippet you said deals with just the um, time management piece of it. But tell us, why is it that we procrastinate? Is there a, a real, I mean, it's almost as if like, if in order for you to be able to stop procrastinating, you have to understand what its root is. Tell us, why do we do that? Well, I think the, and I discussed this during the urgency of now, mm-hmm. but not really being connected to your calling. And so you find yourself doing tasks and, and pursuing goals that you don't really have a passion for. Mm. And and I talk about it at great. It's like like everybody has these two people on each shoulder. So you, so you have the one person or the or the one representative that that's your progressive side that has the best intentions, you know, wants to get up early and work out, for example. But then you have that procrastinate on the other side that talks you out of it mm-hmm. and before you know it you, you haven't worked out and then a month goes by you still haven't worked out mm-hmm. but but but, but the, the true source is not really is not being connected to that why not being connected to because if, if you were if you really had a passion for it you know because there's a difference between having a passion and then having a passing interest <laughs> okay <laughs> you know <laughs> Some people say they're going to do something, but it, they really have more of a passing interest. Mm-hmm. But if you have a passion for it, you're going to find a way to make it happen. You're going to uh, overcome any excuse, any barrier, and, and make sure it gets done. And, and to have a passion, it, it it's tied to ultimately what you're called to do. Like I, like I have a passion for public speaking. I mean, I, I've driven hours to do free speeches. <laughs> really? Really, I mean, because that's just something that I'm passionate about. And I'll find that, you know, if I, if I just had a passing interest in public speaking, I would say, well, it's too far, you know, there's not going to be any money involved. But because I have a passion, I find a way to make it happen. Hmm. Now, this is something I hear quite often over and over again, that people who have a passion for something who will do it for free. 
mm-hmm. and and are happy to do it for free because mm-hmm. it's more about you know getting out of them that that thing that God has put in them as opposed to trying to find a way to make money strictly off of the thing that they do. Right. And it's not about arrogance. It's about um, it's about serving actually. Mm-hmm. And, and just you you feel that you feel a sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And and it and it I think the money might not be it might not be your immediate goal, but it can become a natural outcome. Exactly. Because when you're so passionate, and then you're I mean you're willing to put in the time to become great. But that's not why you, you're doing it for because because you feel fulfilled when it's done. You know, and when you do have a passion about something, there's an excitement and an enthusiasm and an energy that is transferred to others as well through mm-hmm. your passion about what you do when you're doing it. So, mm-hmm. and that's something and, that people buy into as well. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. And, and we've all been in a retail store, for example, where the person on the other end of the counter, you can tell he's just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And, and we've also had the experience where that person just loves what they do. And, right. and they're really passionate, and, and you pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. That that brought me to something. I mean, I I started coin collecting because the guy, when I walked into the coin shop, was so crazy about coins and told me so much stuff about it. I was just like, man, this must be really something. i got to get in on this or I'm going to miss out. But it wasn't something that I actually loved that much, but he just sort of transferred his passion about right. it to me. And next thing you know, I'm spending all this money on rare coins. So, yeah, I don't know where they are today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, that's really something. And, you know, when it comes to customer service, too, the person that you will remember is the person who um, – creates an experience for you that you don't forget, um, that you understand that um, it was above and beyond your your normal um, interaction. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And um, unlimited potential. Is it really unlimited? Come on, Eric. Unlimited? <laughs> well, here's the thing. We, we put limits on ourselves with our mind mm-hmm. and, and, and the way we think. And it, you know it's interesting. One of one of my heroes in public speaking was Les Brown, mm, and yeah. I, I heard him one day. He said that you know I speak to thousands and thousands of people. That's easy, but the most difficult part was me actually believing that I could do it. Mm. That was the that was the most difficult hurdle for me to overcome, and, and I can relate to that myself because there's so much negative self talk. And then and it compounds the problem if we're surrounded by people that are whispering negativity in our ear. Mm-hmm. So so we start to it's very easy to operate with a limit mentality. Right. But there's really no limits, and especially if you're if you're if God is your source, you really don't have any limits. Anything is possible. And so really, that's where we where we talk about unlimited potential. It really speaks to the fact that anything is possible. And, and you can operate at levels that you wouldn't even think were possible, or that you that you wouldn't even be able to see yourself in. But it, but it starts with really it starts with that mindset, right? And um, I, and I think that the some of us make the mistake of seeking approval from the wrong people, mm-hmm. and um, we we have to find a method, and I guess that's what you're talking about, where you find your own motivation, your own calling for your passion, and mm-hmm. um, you're protecting it because it is, again, based on, you know, what God has already put in you as a talent and ability, as well as understanding how to invest that, what is yours, um, and, and make it grow and sort of nurture your own talent. And nurture your own ability, and and sort of safeguard it as well by absolutely. This yeah, it, time it kind of goes back. Process. Sorry, to cut you off. It no, kind of goes go back ahead. to what I was saying earlier, where when you start down the path, resources mm-hmm. will come to you to help you to get to where you're attempting to go. And it's the same thing as you you you, you align yourself with what God is calling you to do, and, and as you start moving in that direction. You'll you'll find that people that are on the same page as you will start to show up. Exactly. <laughs> so, so people that are are moving in your direction 
or even you'll, you'll find that people that that are already where you're trying to get to mm-hmm. will show up in your path, and that that helps. But but it's but you you hit the nail on the head. We really have to be careful who we take counsel from, mm-hmm. and just make sure that they're they're moving in the same direction that we are. Exactly, and and there there's so many people who are so good at either misleading you and misguiding you, or either mm-hmm. that um, finding your your weak point and sort of pushing your buttons to sort of get you to back away from the thing that you feel that you need to do. And um, those are so we we really your your program is almost like a, it's a workout. <clears throat> it's a way for you to build yourself up to the point where these things can't affect you and keep you right. focused on the things too that will help you to sort of grow in your passion and continue to succeed and be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I find it it's a battle of the mind, and reading has been a big benefit for me. Mm-hmm. Just reading positive books and, and reading stories about people that have overcome major obstacles, you know, obstacles bigger than what I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. to get to the same destination that I'm trying to get to. And, and as you fill your mind and, and as you start to change your thinking, that's that's another way that the, the right people start to show up. Right. Right. And, and, and it's very Important too that you continue to build on a, a network of people that can help you, and it's not necessarily that they all have to become your best friends. But sometimes we have to look at um, our connections, our network, and the bridges that we've built, and understand what their importance is and their role is as well. Because um, you you can't necessarily put someone in um, all the roles that you need and expect right. them to perform the same way. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something that I've learned over the course of the years as well. But um, you know, it's, I'm very interested and curious about people who focus on this and and look at that whole process, and that is their thing. You know, it, it's amazing to me that you know I, I know that I know some principles and I understand some things that have helped me to become successful. But I don't know if I could focus on that all of the time to help others to be able to do that. And um, I just commend you for that because. It, it is a process that you have to be very introspective within yourself also to understand the mm-hmm. things that are working for you before you can outline that, put it on paper, and help others to also achieve as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely have to have a personal process. Nobody wants to hear a negative motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, you cannot talk the talk unless you are walking the walk, and that's that's it. People will see it right away. You can't fake it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you and, really can't. You know, and, and what's what's the most rewarding is when when I hear people that apply things that I've taught them. So, for example, like one of the things that I would teach was you know, if someone asks you how's it going and you go on for 10 minutes about how bad things are, mm. if, you're, if you're a business person, what person's going to want to do business with you? Wow. If, if everything's negative. And so the, the the right answer, even if it's not going great, hey, I'm in the process of, of moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, even at Mount Zion, for example, I've had conversations with people that have been in one of my sessions, and I'll say, hey, how's it going, so and so, and they'll say they'll, you can tell they're about to say something negative, and they catch themselves, and they say, Eric, I'm in the process of becoming, I'm in the process of, and, and that's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. But but we uh-huh. always have to. <laughs> Keep that mindset and, and be and be be careful and make sure that we're because it is a process. And then I guess if someone says that and they're trying to stay on the up and up, you don't want to probe into it and say, uh, "In the process of what? You okay? No." <laughs> <laughs> you just go ahead and let that go and let them ride that um, that that positive um, affirmation that they've instilled in themselves. <laughs> right, and, and when I know it's an individual that a few months ago. They were they were talking to me for about a half hour about how bad things were, mm. you know. So and and that's very rewarding. But no, you're you're right. I mean, you have to definitely model that process yourself. And it, I mean, as soon as I start going off the deep end on negativity, I mean, that just sends a bad example. Wow. Okay. And um, we're just going to take one more quick break and. Um... 
we're going to come back and we'll find out if you've got any engagements coming up and um, we'll talk a little bit about um, what you've got going on up and coming in the future. Yes. And um, for some reason I can't seem to find... Definitely have to do this one though. <laughs> there it is. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back and we're going to um, just have a quick word from Bridge to Freedom. And uh, we'll be right back with Eric M. Twiggs right after this. Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And I want to take a moment to talk to you about a heinous crime against humanity that plagues our nation. And yes, Believe it or not, communities just like yours. Here's something you can do today to lend your support in the fight against human trafficking, also known as modern slavery. For example, Tanya was only 11 when she was forced to use her body for her own survival and the perverse desires of others. Now 18, Tanya knows no other life. She can't even remember when she was able to choose how she wanted to dress. Tanya dreams of being a teacher one day. And with the help of Bridge to Freedom programs and your support, they can empower her and others like her to move from surviving to thriving. You can make a huge difference in the life of a survivor this year through your support and donations to Bridge to Freedom Foundation. Bridge to Freedom is a nonprofit organization that provides aid to survivors of slavery who now live in the U.S., such as former child soldiers and victims of sex trafficking and forced labor. The cornerstone of Bridge to Freedom's work is personal and professional development to help survivors adapt and thrive in their new lives and communities and find work to support themselves. The Bridge to Freedom Foundation needs your support to help people just like Tanya. They need your urgent action to ensure that they can continue to provide clothing and health and beauty services to these survivors. These are not only important for rebuilding self-esteem, but are crucial to finding employment. They're also in great need of storage containers and clothing racks to organize and store donations. While donations of needed items are vital, one sure thing that will help to stop the spread of this injustice and prevent it from thriving undetected is educating yourselves about human trafficking or slavery and knowing the signs and the proper authorities to contact if you become aware of a victim in crisis. Find out more at bridgetofreedomfoundation.org or if you have a reason to suspect that someone may be a victim of human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline on 1-888-373-7888. Multilingual call specialists are on standby 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All calls are confidential. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And we're on with Eric M. Twiggs, motivational speaker extraordinaire. <laughs> wow. I had to add that in there because I'm all, I'm all amped up now, man. So <laughs> It's very humbling. <laughs> well, tell us, Eric, um, do you have some engagements coming up that uh, people can actually um, uh, actually witness one of your seminars? Yes, actually, the, the biggest what I want to focus on right now is mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm doing a webinar on this coming Wednesday at seven o'clock. Oh, okay. And you can access this webinar. It's a free webinar. It's you can click on the link for an evite when you go on to www.dailytasktakers.com. Again, that's www.dailytasktakers. Dot com, and the host is going to be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur by the name of Danielle Hairston, and she has a business where she helps people save time by providing time-saving services like dog walking and mm-hmm. house sitting and things of that nature. So we're working together. I'm doing a webinar. I'll be teaching my time management tips. And the goal is that you will maximize your time and minimize your stress. Awesome. Those are two two key things you'll get out of that presentation. So please, www.dailytasktakers.com. And then you can stay tuned to my website, which is www.ericmtwigs.com. 
TWIGGS.com for future updates. Okay, awesome, man. And what I'll do is I'll add those. Um, I'll try to add those into the show as well. Um, no, they won't be valid afterwards, but I'll post it on the Facebook so um, everyone will have the link there as well. And um, yeah, that, that'd be great. And um, anytime you're doing anything like that too, feel free to go ahead and post on my wall as well, you know, Excellent. Yeah, it makes it I'm easier. Sure okay. Awesome. Well, Eric, um, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. <laughs> you know, hey, it's really been a pleasure. My time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's funny because, you know, we, we never really had a chance to have an extensive conversation at church and, um, you know, it's really, really good getting to know you now <laughs> and uh-huh. understanding. And uh, I was very excited when you first told me, too, that you did the motivational speaking piece. So, um, you know, uh, I just look forward to, you know, working with you down the road and in the future as well. Absolutely. I look forward to that as well. You know, and um, I just thought it was fitting because um, we, we did talk about passion and purpose and all of that. I, I'm going to – I had a, a young lady on. Um, her name is uh, Marnie Williams. Now she's known as Nia. And, you know, she was a former Philadelphia district attorney. Hmm. And she found her passion through a contest that she entered for spoken word artists. Wow. And um, she says that she is an expert on purpose. And, um, okay. you know, she has found what God's will and purpose is for her, and she has run with it. So, and uh, we, we just want to um, play a little bit of um, Lawyers in the Scribe, which talks a little bit about her transition. And um, we'll say our goodbyes after this. Excellent. Attorney I be, yeah, heck yeah, that's me, educated in this here society, temple bred and spiritually fed in Philly, yeah, Philly, Philly, y'all, temple bred, there I was led to start my journey for the truth, you see, I went to the temple for the truth, symbolically, literally, angel she was, opened my eyes to the process, legal process of this justice system. On my back, there they stood with their lack of truth precedent. A lie that sent us back to jail. Truth to derail. But you didn't follow what you call precedent. You just lent your own bent lies. Dictum. Latin for lying. Thumb. Differentiate between dictum and holding to hold on to your lack of precedent. No man-made exam can test. God's advocacy is the best. Justice, there is no justice, no balance, and no chance. Yes, this little black girl, chest of pearls, just south of Philly girl, a country Philly pearl from your so-called ghetto. Yeah, little skinny black girl, chest of pearl. And I'll say it out loud, Chester, and I'm proud. Got your knowledge of your ways. When I praise your ways, when I glaze the truth. See, your founding father landed his foot on that town. Try not to frown, that was the ground that bred me And that is why I see the history of the place from where I be To shame for so many years through the tears of where I'm from Cause you turned where I'm from The town from which you come The town from which you came The town in which Dr. Martin Luther King was trained Into a crack infested, four square miles attested My people arrested in the mind Will not find peace until I uncover the truth of this here congested with more than four governmental projects projected for destruction, corruption of the perfect location of buildings of old, but the truth untold. Can't remember the memories of the past. Oh no, they do not last because alas, what have you done? See, this is a poem, a poem about him. You know the man. This is about his system, his justice system, just his system for him. Systematic, programmatic, dogmatic, shackled of the mind, dogmatic, just his system according to his story see he wasn't even smart enough to see that what it was named and how it was famed would grow up and claim exactly what it is his story a lie because other things do exist because we did resist because it didn't happen that way seize the day i will not be part of that system and the law that's me but i refuse to be his attorney attorney means license to practice no justice no peace time to release the truth 
Lawyer roll call, y'all Randall, humble man of peace. Refused to eat for a while, warm smile next to me. You ate your meal, for Mandela made a deal. All the while, kept it real. Harvard trained, revolution gained. Refused to practice in the traditional sense, no coincidence. Jesse, I remember the day I stumbled over my words to say thank you for coming to Penn State on that date to get hope, and that was great. Across my path they came, no need to blame coincidence, it only makes sense. See, it was meant to show me the way, the way that I went, my time and my money spent so that I could see and know the law, y'all, compare it to God's law, y'all. I'm a lawyer, as inscribed, no time to bribe, not part of man's plan, but part of God's hand, his holy plan. See, Jesus spoke prophetic sayings, riddles of the spiritual mind. He spoke against the establishment, established hell-bent on lies. He wanted no part of that establishment of hypocrites, of Pharisees, of Sadducees. It's Sadducees, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Blows me away every time I hear that. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was excellent. Oh, man, awesome. Well, look, Erica, I just want to thank you again for uh, stopping by, and hopefully we'll have you on again real soon. And we'll we'll just talk a little bit more about, um, you know, life issues and motivation and success and the challenges out there. And um, we just look forward to um, your success and uh, anything that we can do. Um, be sure to you know give me a ring and or tap me on the shoulder at church and uh, just let me know how we can help out. Yeah, I thank you for the time and it's really been a pleasure and a privilege. Oh, and thank you. I, yeah, I definitely look forward to. I, I hear your announcements in church over the <laughs> over the speaker. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's man, good, it's good to be able to dialogue with you. All right. That's awesome, man. Well, we're going to get ready to go. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Thank you.